in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. You will be needing a jacket and umbrella when you leave the house this morning. The rain has reached Central Texas. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. I'm Avery Travis. Of course, meteorologist Kristen Curry joining us. Kristen, when can we see the majority of this rain? And probably this morning, this morning into early afternoon, but it's going to be a wild weather day. So, got a lot to talk about. Let's begin with what's happening outside now because we've got drizzle, light rain in spots. None of this very heavy, but we know it's likely to continue kind of on and off here for the next few hours into the early afternoon. Now, at ahead of it, we're going to see warm temperatures. Temperatures right now are in the mid-50s. Those should be at least 15 degrees cooler than what we typically see this time of year. But obviously, the raindrops catching our attention on our Whittlesey Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Granite Shoals. Temperatures area-wide in the mid to upper 50s. And temperatures are going to be working in our favor today. We're still anticipated to get back up to about 70 degrees, warmer than average for this time of year. But this is just the start. We have within some of those showers this morning, the risk of some strong to severe thunderstorms. We'll talk about where the risk is highest and what we could see out of some of those stronger thunderstorms. We also have some really strong winds. In fact, wind alerts have been posted for central Texas. For most of us, that kicks in around midday. But even out in the hill country this morning, we've got those gusty winds triggering a wind advisory and another cold front is on the way. A lot to get to. We're going to sort out what we need to worry about today, what's to come later this week, and even the hint of some really cold air next week. More on that in your first morning forecast. Okay, thank you, Kristen. There are some new questions surrounding a North Austin game room this morning, and this is after two people died there in a shooting over the weekend. Yeah, some business owners nearby say they've been more concerned for their safety after it opened a few years ago. Cakes and Sam Stark spoke to one who says she has contacted police in the past about this game room. Just the subtle sign remains of what happened at this shopping center just a few hours earlier at around 5 Sunday morning. 911 received multiple calls about a disturbance occurring at the Cowboys game room. We also received information that multiple people have been shot. By Sunday evening, the Cowboys game room in North Austin was open. Inside, we saw electronic devices resembling slot machines. A man behind the front desk told us the owner and manager had no comment. But this woman who owns a tax business in the same center is talking. She only speaks Spanish and asked KXAN not to use her name. She says since the game room opened a few years ago, there have been several concerning incidents. She says people hang outside of the game room at all hours. Some days we get off work very late and it's scary in the dark. We get out of work pretty scared and we often run to our cars so that we don't get harassed. She says she's complained to Austin police and has noticed patrols around the center on a consistent basis. They've been attentive to our concerns, but you see what happened. She says having the game room as a neighbor has not been easy. The violence early Sunday morning was surprising. We're just very worried about our safety and our customers' safety. In Austin, Sam Stark, KXAN News. Sam, thank you. APD has not said if they have a suspect in these shootings. These are Austin's second and third homicides of 2024. Going in depth here in general, game rooms can have what the state calls eight liner machines. These are devices resembling slot machines. Texas forbids gaming and gambling devices from awarding cash prizes. But there is part of the law referred to as the fuzzy animal exception. I know that sounds strange. It allows operators to award non-cash prizes worth less than $5. 
Houston Chronicle reports that the law was meant for arcades that hand out stuffed animals. However, it also opened the door for game rooms to operate legally. Over the years, Texas courts have had to determine if certain prizes in these eight liner machines are legal. Also this morning, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is facing scrutiny after an undisclosed hospital stay in intensive care unit treatment. According to the Pentagon and Pentagon officials, Secretary Austin underwent an elective medical procedure at Walter Reed Medical Center on December 22nd and returned home the following day. But on the evening of January 1st, he was readmitted to the medical center, suffering severe pain, and he was placed in intensive care. It wasn't until January 4th, though, that President Joe Biden and senior White House officials were notified. A Pentagon statement confirmed Secretary Austin remains at Walter Reed but is recovering well. We don't know yet when he's going to be released from the hospital. And NBC's Ali Raffer reports the calls for greater transparency are growing louder. Fallout continues to grow over Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's secret hospital stay and days-long treatment in the ICU. Criticism pouring in from lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, the American public, and the media calling for more transparency as new details raise even more questions about why the Pentagon waited so long to notify senior defense officials, the White House, the American public, and lawmakers on Capitol Hill, some of whom are calling for Austin to face consequences. Still unclear today, a week after Austin was admitted, what procedure he underwent, what complications resulted from it, and when he'll be released from the hospital. All of that and more coming up on the Today Show. The top line spending agreement that could help avoid a partial government shutdown later this month. And why a Central Texas nonprofit is moving operations out of state to help out animals. Good morning, look at this. This is a live look from I-35 heading into downtown Austin from the south. And you can see it is rainy out there. It is gonna be slippery on your way into work. Just a heads up as you start off your Monday morning here with us on KXAN News Today. Congressional leaders have reached a spending agreement that could help avoid a partial government shutdown later this month. Yeah, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced the deal in a letter to their colleagues over the weekend. The agreement establishes an overall spending level of $1.59 trillion in fiscal year 2024. According to Johnson, the breakdown is $886 billion for the military and $704 billion for non-defense spending. President Biden praised this agreement in a statement. However, Congress still needs to allocate the money, write the bills, and of course pass them before the January 19th deadline. Well, more than 200 people are still missing after a powerful earthquake struck Japan on New Year's Day. And over the weekend, rescue workers found two women alive, trapped in the rubble, one of them in her 90s. Crews found them in a collapsed house in the rain following the 7.6 earthquake. 126 people have died so far as a result of that earthquake. National Transportation Safety Board weighing in on this, that mid-air blowout, leaving a hole in the side of a plane and where investigators found that missing piece. The Department of Justice says a new Texas border law undermines the federal government. How far Governor Greg Abbott says he's willing to take the case to ensure that law stands. Both Texas teams will be at home next weekend for the NFL playoffs. Cowboys taking care of business in Washington to close out the regular season. More on that coming up. 
Good morning. This is a live look here as we uh, kick off this Monday morning from Granite Shoals. You can see it is raining. Kristen's going to have your full forecast in just a bit. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Regular season wrapped up in the NFL. Cowboys will be home on Sunday afternoon. They will take on the Packers in the first round of the playoffs. On that final Sunday, things could swing a lot of different ways for the Cowboys as they take on Washington. A win, and they're the number two seed, NFC East champs outright. A loss, so the dominoes could fall all the way to having them play on the road as the five seed in a wild card team. But... Jalen Tolbert, the touchdown, 7-0. And then Brandon Aubrey, haven't seen this all season. He's hit every field goal attempt. Well, he didn't even have a chance there because it was blocked. Now that's a way for Washington to hang with a team like the Cowboys, get a short field, and they do take advantage of that blocked field goal. First points of the second quarter, first play of the second quarter, Sam Howell to Brian Robinson Jr., and it's tied at 7. And then... Dak Prescott didn't make many mistakes, but this one gets batted in the air, and that is picked off by Quan Martin. So again, Washington with good field position, this time after the turnover, and they do drive a little, but not enough to get in the end zone, so they take the 10-7 lead on the field goal. But here come the Cowboys late in the second quarter. Tony Pollard powers his way into the end zone. Cowboys take the lead, and then Washington, ball near midfield, a chance to drive it just over two minutes, but... Dante Fowler with the sack right there on Sam Howell. Check out the battle that Micah Parsons was in with the Longhorn legend Sam Cosme. They're going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. That's kind of the treatment Parsons gets week in and week out. Well, after the sack, things go from bad to worse for Washington because Howell on a third down and 10 right into the arms of Donovan Wilson made a nice juggling catch. So now the Cowboys have a chance to add to that lead. And sure enough, inside of 30 seconds to go, and CeeDee Lamb extends it. Touchdown, and now the Cowboys are up two scores second half, though. Well, Cowboys pull away. Washington, not much resistance. Check out Dak here, moving around in the pocket like a maestro. And then he finds who else but Lamb in the back of the end zone. Lamb with two touchdowns out of his 13 catches, and then... Brandon Cooks, you might as well spread it around, Dak. He had four touchdown passes. Cowboys cruise, so they get that division win. Eagles lost again anyway, so really wouldn't have mattered. But the Cowboys, the two seed. So, again, they'll take on the Packers Sunday afternoon at AT&T Stadium. Winner of that gets the winner of the Rams-Lions. And Saturday afternoon, right here on KXA and the Houston Texans, division champs. So they are at home against the Cleveland Browns. Back to you. Roger, thank you so much. The Golden Globes honored the year's best in TV and film last night. A few notable wins, Oppenheimer won Best Motion Picture Drama, and Christopher Nolan won Best Director for it. Barbie won for the inaugural Cinematic and Box Office Achievement Award. Margot Robbie up there. There's Billie Eilish, who won for Best Original Song for What Was I Made For from Barbie. Poor Things won Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy and Succession won Best TV Drama. Very cool. Congrats to yes. all those who You got won. your Barbie pink on. I love got it. got my Barbie pink on. <laughs> yes, I can only aspire to be Margot Robbie. <laughs> um.
Um, but I love looking at all the fashion. Yeah. You know, there was certainly some notables out there. Billie Eilish had quite the look last yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Hey, what's fun today? The forecast, because yes. I've got a lot to tell you about, y'all. Mother Nature kind of throwing the kitchen sink at us as we kick off the new work week. So let's not waste time. Let's start with clouds and radar showing a little bit of drizzle out there. You're going to find wet streets across the Austin metro. You're going to find yourself putting on the windshield wipers. It is very light, but it's noticeable, and we know only a little bit of rain can slow us down and cause problems for the morning rush hour. So be sure to factor in extra time. You see the raindrop sticking there to the lens on our Indeed domain camera. 55 degrees. Temperatures really not a big story today. We start in the 50s. We finish near 70 degrees. Rain chances and winds, the headlines, because the storm chances actually look pretty good this morning through about lunchtime. Most of what we see fall from the sky today happens between right now and about 1 p.m. So putting this into motion, you see there the scattered drizzle, light rain, kind of intensifying some getting into the later part of the morning as full-blown showers. And within some of that shower activity, some thunderstorms. So be on the lookout for that. Some of these spots could be thunderstorms and potentially strong to severe thunderstorms really out in our eastern counties. This is where I expect our severe threat to be highest. That's early afternoon, 1, 2 o'clock, Highway 77 eastward here. Before that quickly pushes out along the front, we're left with drier skies behind it. But that being said, it's a low marginal risk, 1 out of 5 for most of central Texas, a 2 out of 5 risk clips Lee and Fayette County here. So far eastern counties, the farther east you are, the more likely it is you're going to see storms. Heaviest threat here, I'm thinking damaging winds, but can't completely rule out isolated tornadoes or a lower risk of hail either. But I'm thinking the wind threat is going to be what's most significant for us here in central Texas. As you go further east, then we really start to get concerned about destructive tornadoes in the northern Gulf Coast states. But at home, I'm thinking it's going to be the damaging winds within the thunderstorms first and then really, really strong winds coming out of the west-northwest behind that front. I mean, we're talking wind gusts between about 30 to 50 miles per hour. We've got a wind advisory already in place for the Hill Country now, but for most of us, this kicks in lunchtime today, continues all afternoon, all night, all morning long tomorrow. Eventually, those winds relax tomorrow afternoon. So this, I think, is what's going to get a lot of us talking here because these are really strong winds that we haven't seen in quite some time. I mean, it's tough here in Texas to get a wind advisory because we're pretty used to wind, but these winds are something different. 70 degrees today, again, most of the rain, thunderstorms come this morning, drier by this evening quiet stretch through the middle of the week. This second cold front comes in Thursday 9 to early Friday morning. Yet again, really strong winds behind that front. Low rain chance, more wind than anything else. And then you'll notice temperatures stay in the 50s this weekend, but then a third cold front is likely by Sunday. Here is your first warning. That third cold front has some really strong air behind it. Why? Because it's not coming out of the Pacific. That third cold front comes from the north. It's got Arctic air behind it. So next week, we're looking at sometime, but probably between about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This is impacting all of central Texas. It's now looking likely that we see temperatures only make it to the 40s in the afternoon. Those low temperatures plummet to the 20s. So this is going to be our coldest air of the season coming next week. But wanted to give you a big lead time on this. Six, seven days to prepare. Unhooking the hoses, putting on those nozzles outside. The, all those 
those uh, the cold weather rules that we tell, tell you about, those procedures. We want you to get that done this week because it is looking more and more likely by next week we start talking about the coldest air of the season yet. So be sure to stay with KXA and Weather for your latest updates. Thank you, Kristen. Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes, they're going to remain grounded. And this is until investigators understand why an Alaska Airlines plane experienced a blowout of that sealed door hole happened as it was flying from Oregon to California on Friday. And last night, investigators found the missing part of the plane in a door plug. And they say that that is... Uh, was actually found in an Oregon teacher's backyard. Authorities say that piece could be key to the investigation into what caused it to detach. Now, miraculously, passengers and crew all survived with no injuries. NBC's Tom Costello spoke with the National Transportation Safety Board Chair, Gen Jennifer Homendy, about why that timing was critical. What could have happened if this had been at 34,000 feet and passengers and flight attendants were up moving about the cabin? First of all, this would have been a much more violent explosion of that uh, plug. And uh, in addition to that, there could have been some significant consequences for the passengers that were seated in that area of the plug and throughout the cabin said some factors were complicating the investigation. The plane's cockpit voice recorder was actually inadvertently taped over at the time of the incident. Now coming up on today, as these planes remain grounded, a wider investigation continues to establish the source and the scope of the blowout. Going in depth on this, not the first time this kind of jet has been grounded. In 2019, Boeing 737 Maxes across the globe were grounded for nearly two years happened after two of those jets crashed within a few months of each other. 346 people died in those crashes. An investigation found the jets had a tendency to tilt nose up, so Boeing created a software to counter this, but that overcorrected and pushed the noses down repeatedly on both planes that crashed. In both cases, a faulty sensor triggered the nose-down movement, overriding pilot controls. Officials cleared the Boeing 737 MAX jets to fly after a 20-month investigation, as well as improvements to the software. India's inaugural solar mission has reached its destination. The spacecraft launched on September 2nd and now four months later positioned itself at Lagrange Point 1, which, according to NASA, is between the Earth and the Sun outside the Moon's orbit. India's Prime Minister made the announcement over the weekend the spacecraft is the country's first dedicated mission to study the sun and its influence on space weather. And the first U.S. mission to the moon in decades successfully launched this morning. Take a look at this video of the Peregrine. It's a robotic lunar lander. It caught a ride on a rocket. As you can see, it lifted off from Cape Canaveral, Florida around 2 o'clock this morning. Now, the lander was created by a private company, which is aiming to be the first commercial landing in history. It's carrying five NASA instruments to the moon, including gauges to measure the radiation environment on the lunar surface. Get this, though, it's also carrying some other non-scientific items for two companies that offer what are called space burials. They're taking cremated remains into orbit, or in this case, to the moon. Very interesting. All right, well, nearly three years after opening its doors as a Central Texas nonprofit, moving operations out of state, expanding its animal welfare work. 
Layla's Heart Ranch and Rescue focuses on rescuing at-risk dogs that have behavioral issues from shelters. Now the organization is set to move to Oregon in late spring. They say for more space and to be able to welcome other kinds of animals into the sanctuary. Despite the out-of-state relocation, the nonprofit heads say they will continue taking in Texas animals to make sure they get a second chance. Now that we've purchased our own property, we're able to expand the rescue so that we can rescue even more dogs, so that we can expand to rescue farm animals as well. Layla's Heart is hosting a fundraiser raffle to help aid them in the move. For those listening on the KXA and Today podcast, thanks for being with us. Here's what we're tracking at five. If you still have your Christmas tree up, you could be at risk of fire danger. Why fire officials say now is more dangerous.